Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode with my friend David from the band Pet Clinic. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Now today on the show, we got Dylan and Spencer from the band Full of Hell. We recorded this episode actually back in August when they came through and played at Black Forge Coffee House. And I apologize that it took so long for the episode to come out. But I had a bunch of guests on the show that wanted their episodes out on certain dates, which kept pushing this one back until now. So I know some of you out there knew that I did this and you kept asking me about it. Sorry it took so long. Here it is. For those of you out there that don't know Full of Hell, they are a grindcore band. They have been in the grindcore scene, very active in that scene, slash like metal, slash hardcore, punk, kind of circling around all of that for the past few years. So chances are, if you're into that kind of stuff, you already know who this band is, and I'm just rambling pointless stuff. But for those of you that just happen to be turning in randomly, yes. I'm talking to Dylan and Spencer from Full of Hell. They're a grindcore band. We're going to talk about what it's like being in their band. We're going to talk about touring. We're just going to talk about writing music and blah, blah, blah. The same thing I talk about with everybody on this fucking show. How about I just shut the fuck up and we get to my conversation now with Dylan and Spencer from Full of Hell. Sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucker. Fucking beat. I think it's working. Hey, test, test, check, check, check. Tight. It's going good. All right, so the first thing that comes to mind when I think of Full of Hell is how awesome it is that extreme music can take off on a level that you guys have because it's like, you know, you're playing to like a pretty niche demographic of people that want to hear stuff that's that extreme. And there's only so many people in the world that are into that, but it feels like you've managed to catch the attention of a good bit of those people that are into that sort of extreme music right so what was like the come up on that like as far as uh just getting started playing shows and uh being a a new extreme band in a sea of bands that are doing this really really extreme stuff i think when we like started the band we set out to make sure that we didn't pigeonhole ourselves we wanted to make sure that we could like segue from hardcore shows to grind shows to noise shows to screamo shows i mean when we started out we mostly played shows with screamo bands and hardcore bands and as like we've gotten older and like better at our instruments i think we can cross over more into like death metal and just like regular like Mm -hmm. heavy metal like playing maryland death fest and stuff like 
we just want to make sure that we can like umbrella like all extreme music and not just corner ourselves in one side yeah i assume that you guys are probably into a wide range of music yeah totally 100 (laughs) percent. so like what would be like probably like the least expected thing that you think somebody would expect you to listen to uh, like two of my favorite bands are Churches and Grimes. Like okay. I absolutely love like yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, Grimes is super super tight. Do you like the new Grimes album? I like the hits off of it. I don't like the deep cuts off of it. Yeah. They're just they're just too out there. It's yeah. too it's too poppy. Like some of the more poppy material on it, I like because it still has her like artistic and like you can see like the noise background like even when she started like the more avant-garde feel like the more avant-garde pop songs i like but the more straightforward songs that like you can tell are her rejected rihanna and beyonce yeah, songs yeah, you d- i do not like it all <laughs> there's stuff on visions that's super cool because like you know the beats sound like they're not quite quantized and, yeah like, it's all super weird but yeah the stuff on uh it's a new one, Art, Art Angels. Angels. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it's way too like polished sounding. Yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like that's too because she started working with Jay Z. And I'm not going to knock somebody. Is that, is that, is that a, is a true story? That's, that's her man. Jay Z. Jay Z's her like manager now. Wow. But I'm not going to knock anybody for like wanting to spread their art or whatever. That's fine. But like, I don't know. Like some of it's just not my taste. Yeah. You know. But good for her. Yeah. Like, totally. If she wants to like do that, good for her. I feel like somebody with like a stage show and image like that, you need a budget. So it's going to help, right? Yeah. <laughs> I agree with that a lot. Uh, but um, I, I was going to say like a really random influence that probably would be unexpected. I'm like a huge, huge fan of Joanna Newsom. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'd say that's like a huge inspiration for me, like lyrically and aesthetically. Like maybe it doesn't like shine through because of the kind of music we play and the, the way I slant the writing, but... I've found her to be like a huge inspiration over the years. Totally. What are you two into Bjork at all? I absolutely love Bjork. I don't think he does. I appreciate it, but I don't listen yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has an album called Vespertine, and I think it's like I'm in love with the it. coolest. It's so perfect. It's really, really neat use of experimental, minimal sounds and electronics. She has a lot of other stuff that I really couldn't care less yeah. about. But that record in particular is like one of those albums that I heard when I was like 18, and it just like... Like, holy shit, you could do music like this? Yeah, so at the yeah. time, I'm like listening to nothing but Pig Destroyer and Converge and then like got into slowly making electronic music and then yeah. finding all this other weird stuff. Yeah. I think when you listen to a lot of noise uh, over time, maybe like at least I've seen with a lot of my peers and like some of my older friends, eventually you like really come to appreciate like as a musician and you come to appreciate like... I guess like structured electronics. <laughs> yeah. It, it like, I don't know, maybe, maybe like after a while, like the chaos, like you, you just like that, the other side of things, that complete other spectrum becomes really interesting. And for a punk artist like Bjork to watch her evolve over the years into like this like massive, like orchestrated, like beautiful cascading insanity, you know, and you can still hear like really caustic elements in it. Like sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, just like little stuff. It's really cool. Yeah, I saw her play a couple years ago. I went up to New York and saw her, and it was really, really intense. And costume and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, she was in costume. She had like a whole orchestra with her and all this bullshit. It was tight. It seems like you're both interested in electronics and the music you guys are doing. I know there's noise, a lot of noise elements in Full of Hell. Do you guys do any? electronic stuff outside of full of hell do you work on projects outside of that or is this just kind of like your main focus right now for the both of you for me it's my main focus 
But I think as we progress as a band, even with writing the new LP, I think we want to add more electronic elements to it, but in like an industrial sense, like Godflesh sense. I know sure. like Godflesh is an easy name to go to, but well, yeah. I mean like we still like we want to keep it abrasive and disgusting, but we still want to add like that element of like a drum machine or programming and stuff like that. Okay, and- now if you guys were to get into that realm, right? Would it be like performing that stuff live? Would you want to introduce like drummer playing to a click track in his ear? Or would you just try to do it live and go with it? Like how no would click. you? No you, click. No, yeah. I don't think Dave would ever fuck with a click. I think triggers are something he's thought about like in, in a sense of like like actually having like a different sound effect on some of his stuff. He's okay. considered getting a pad before. I mean, our friends, the body, like they're almost at the end of the rope with using in, like traditional instruments. Like I don't think he wants to play real drums anymore. And, and that's inspiring to us. So. I mean, yeah, yeah just, Dave using yeah. pads. Yeah, because it, it's always super uh, interesting uh, when bands get into that realm of wanting to blend, you know, organic instruments with electronics and how they execute it live. I mean, the core of the band super tricky. The core of the band's always going to be guitar, bass, and real drums yeah. and, and vocals, though. Like, it'll just like seek different sides of things at times. We also had have like FOH noise, which is like just like a little side thing that we do that we considered under the same umbrella as the band where we'll like cut a tape of like like demos of just like different kinds of like electronic things that we were working on and we'll still keep doing that um but like only on it's it, it, it seemed pointless for the past couple of years to do it because mm-hmm. we've just been working on like all the collabs and stuff with the hesitation to use like a click track or anything like that live is it like from fear of maybe navigating too close to kind of what some other bands on the other demographic of some metal are doing now if uh i wouldn't call like it a real, fear like a real polished thing or just, is it just not your taste it's not our style, style. thing i yeah. mean it's like still like we're not down with that yeah we're just like we still have like that punk mentality oh yeah like yeah it's just i don't know it's not our thing i feel like it would like dave can do it and we all can do it obviously but i still feel like our music is so chaotic that like one wrong thing it would Kill just turn spirit. into disaster oh sure yeah, yeah. Too. So no laptops on stage. If, I mean, <laughs> for noise, that's a different style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. no, no, no structured click, no quantizing stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fine for other. Like he said, like we respect a lot of musicians, whether we like their art or not. I just I cannot fuck with the quantizing. I can't fuck with the clicks. Uh, and like all of our friends that we look up to, like you know, like people like Balaj Pandey and stuff, they're just like, fuck good drums, fuck clicks, fuck nice sticks. Like we'll play on whatever, and we're just jamming. Like, yeah, I like that attitude. It's I I I play in a local band and we had a lot of issues with our albums. We have more of like a just like a thrash sound. And when we recorded, we tracked everything live. We didn't yeah. want to do any sound replacements, mic'd cabs, did all this stuff. And we're running into issues, you know, showing our album to people. They're like, oh, this sounds cheap. Or this and that, because I think so many people were getting tuned to that really polished computer quantized it has, sound. Yeah, yeah. It has no it's soul, super though. scary. No, it doesn't. But a lot of kids coming up now, that's what they're being fed. Yeah. And that's like normal to them. So hearing what a real drum set sounds like is like, oh, that sounds bad. And it's like, this sounds like drums. Yeah. What you're listening to sounds. But I also feel crazy. like that is starting to fall away as well because there's so many good up and coming underground death metal bands that are just as raw as like a punk band, just like disgusting drum sound, disgusting guitar sound, and they just like in interviews and stuff, they're like, "No, fuck that. We just recorded the tape. No overdubs, nothing. Yeah. Like and it's punk extreme, ethics. Yeah, in touring too. Sure. Like 
like it's like I feel like it's like a new wave of like real deal shit that's gonna like show everyone what's up. I think that yeah, I think that you can only go so far before a reset button gets yeah, hit. People get tired you know, of it. It's like uh like the '80s metal movement in a weird way, you know, it transitioned to all this like glam hair metal stuff, and then all of a sudden like and then the grunge rejection of it. or yeah. whatever, and just reset. I have this conflict though, admittedly, as someone who's interested in music production and electronics, like how sometimes these metal bands mm-hmm. and quotes can get these really over-the-top, insane productions executed. Like, if you're listening to, like, Rings of Saturn or anything yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. it's, like, from, like, an electronic standpoint and, like, production, I'm like, this is really neat. But then, like, seeing videos of them, like, playing. Studio but magic. Like, yeah, and I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, it's studio magic. I know the guy that recorded their album, and it's just, like... I get how this was done, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like from a technical standpoint, it's kind of interesting to me. Yeah, as electronic music, I feel I treat it as electronic music and not metal. Yeah, in yeah a I mean, weird way. The, that's that's the uh, engineer. He's <laughs> creating the magic. He, he's making them better than they actually are. Uh huh. I don't know. Yeah, that shit's pretty insane. But if you I can't mean, do it live, I mean, too, like the body actually uses their producer as like an instrument thing. I feel like bands like that. Like I said, too, bands can do whatever they want, but like it's more of like something they're hiding behind rather than using it as like a tool or something yeah. to create a sound. They're just using it to like, you know, push themselves more like forward as like a band. Like, oh, we're super technical, blah, blah, blah. Oh, but yeah. it's not the case. When the body you know? does it, their engineers are like their best friends and they're basically members of the band. These machines with magnets, guys, they're as responsible for the body sound as the body is. But in that sense, like he said, it's like an organic push for the band to just like find their like identity and like just help them like, you know, realize their vision, you know, if they can't articulate it as well as the engineer might be able to. And then with Rings of Saturn, opposite (laughs) end of the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah, I think speed us up. Yeah. I think kind of going back to, you know, talking about the aesthetics of bands and whatnot, I think that over time I've kind of stopped caring so much about the type of music that you play. It's more or less like how genuine it is. Yeah. Like what are you trying to do here? You know, like we played with this band last week and they all showed up like wearing their own t-shirts and wearing their own hats and they all have their own matching Instagram names like with like the band and they all have like 11,000 followers on Instagram and you know, they're from Pittsburgh. None of us had ever heard of them before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they show up and, you know, five people watch them. And it's like, what the fuck is this? Like, you Socialites. Guys just, yeah, this like all this internet shit. I yeah. think we're like, I mean, we, we enjoy meeting people and stuff, but I think the social side of music is like, not only are we like not really interested in it, I don't think it's like fun for any of us. Like, I, I, we enjoy, like I said, we have friends. We like meeting new friends. But like that's not why we're doing it at all. I think literally we just want to cut records and make our music, and and we just love playing live. Like, would you say? Yeah, just love creating. Yeah, you know. So yeah, is it for you in the writing process? Is this more like I want to just write this shit, record it as soon as possible, and stay out on the road, or are you like really into just buckling down in the studio for like weeks at a time and really hashing out shit? Uh, I mean. Like our band, we can't really stay in the studio, I guess so, it, yeah. so we have to like fine tune it and practice as much as possible. But I mean, material. like the writing process. But the writing yeah, process, it, like, it just depends on like sometimes the songs can come out and like we'll get the song done in like ten minutes, or you know, with this new LP because it's just we're 
trying to be better at our instruments. It's like taking us, we've actually taken our time to write the songs, like three or four days to actually finish a song. Even though the song's 50 seconds, we're just trying to <laughs> cram so many riffs and different ideas into it uh -huh. so that it is cohesive and stuff, but like there's still like, just like I said, more technical aspects to the writing this time around and stuff. So. Also, I also wanted to say like, I think when we first started the band, the touring was like our favorite thing about it and we still love it. But like, I think we found so much more like joy as the years go by and like actually creating a record, like the experience oh, of being yeah. in a studio has become like, I mean, it's still stressful, I guess, but it's like a positive stressor and like creating a record and seeing it come out has become like so much more of a fulfilling experience that I don't know if you would say the same thing, but like we're finding like that's like becoming extremely rewarding. Like writing a record has like is now like rivals touring or even better than touring. Like that's like the best thing in the world. It's totally. like seeing a record come together. Is there a lot of stuff that happens for full of hell in the studio that like you don't notice like whenever you're writing or practicing stuff like happy accidents does that happen or do you not really get that opportunity when you're working with songs that are so short i mean i guess when the sequencing comes together of like putting the songs together uh i mean like i do get like maybe like light bulb moments where i'm just like wow this sounds like this makes sense but i wouldn't really say because spencer and the guys are so surgical when they rehearse and stuff yeah and, and we demo and everything like we don't like going in with surprises. Yeah. We yeah. just like, even if it's just like noise segments and stuff, we try to map it out somewhat. And yeah, like we have like a cohesive idea, like how the record's going to flow, how, how this like song. Like track order, everything. Yeah, track yeah. order, all of that. So like we make sure that's written down before we enter the studio. Yeah. Are you at the point now like where, because you, you release a lot of stuff on vinyl. Do you like think about like the track order like a and b oh, or do yes you think absolutely yeah, exactly okay. it's a huge yeah. part of it yeah that's that's one thing that i got into in the past couple years with releasing stuff is like not thinking about like cd order but actual yeah, man, record that, that order flow matters i mean we oh, always yeah. we always wanted it we always had this like idea like especially like reflecting playing live we wanted the sound to just be a wall the entire time like we wanted it all the songs to flow together and everything and so like yeah the sequencing was everything but so, I was thinking about your happy accident thing. Uh, the whole body collab was one giant happy accident because we didn't write anything. <laughs> so like everything was like, oh, yeah, right on the spot. We wrote the whole record. So yeah, that was yeah. one giant happy accident, yeah. I guess. That's super tight. Now, a lot of bands now in modern times I'm noticing are like really into like just releasing a song at a time and not releasing full bodies of work at a time. Mm -hmm. Like And like it seems like a lot of people were kind of losing sight of like an album really mattering it's more about singles and eps that doesn't really seem like that's how you jive at all like how do you feel about that that movement and like internet music and singles and we have no spotify and blah 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 yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't think we have any attachment to it or awareness of I it think at all the only thing that we like kind of do like that is like when we're about to do an album cycle and like releasing the first song or yeah, releasing yeah. a song I mean, has a video but like i don't think we would it would be pointless and a waste of money for us to just be like, oh, we wrote one song. Let's just go drive all the way to Baltimore or Pennsylvania <laughs> or something to record it. Like, there's, it's just pointless. Okay, you know? I guess it's Can you think of anything fucking lamer than like a, a band like ours being like, yo, guys, we released a single today. Like calling it a single, like <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't think full. I think of it would just really derail. I think it derailed the whole band. Yeah, featuring yeah. the I hit single, featuring the hit single with guest vocals by. <laughs> oh yeah, guest vocals. That's another thing a lot of these bands are doing. Now I mean, too. we we do but do I guess that. It's like 
I love having our friends sing yeah, on the record. Yeah. We already lined up like people we want to sing on the LP and people we want adding noise to the LP and stuff. I that's, know. that's cool to us. Oh, no, but collaborating It's super awesome. silly when it's like a ploy. Like, it's like, yo, oh, yeah. we, we paid this dude 500 bucks to sing on our song. It's so, it's so sick. Wrapping this up, so we talked a lot about the more audio aspect of this, but the visual aspect of being in a band. I don't know how involved the two of you are as far as like design work and things like that with the band or if you have people that do that Intimately. stuff for you. I mean, even if we have someone do a design or a drawing, t-shirt for us, whatever, we specifically have their style in mind, but we guide them like, we want this aspect, this aspect, and this aspect, but put your touch on it. So it's like, even if we aren't doing something, if, if we're like collaborating with something, we still have like 100% input in what they're doing. Totally. So it's important to you yes, guys. Yes, it's like as, a, it's as important as the music. Like yeah. it's everything to us, I think. Yeah. Are either of you into film or any weird movies? Any, any of that yeah. kind of stuff? We both watch a lot of movies. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't. I I actually don't watch that many movies. I don't know. <laughs> I like he watches a lot of movies. I just like, I don't know. I, it's not my thing. I can't sit down and concentrate. That's on my it. problem. Yeah. I used to be super into movies, but then as I got more and more into doing just like creating stuff, yeah. I can't take the time to sit down and yeah. Do, I get anxious. I just like think about other things that I could be doing. And, and I, I feel like it's like have, like now with like Netflix and Hulu and stuff. It's like having an iPod. There's just so much at your fingertips. Like. You get preoccupied looking at other stuff. And oh, be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't want to finish this. I want to watch this. I don't want to finish listening to this song. I could just go to this next band kind of thing. So That's it's a, like a huge problem yeah. with the way people are digesting music right Too now. Too much media. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's overwhelming. So it's like live shows are, I always push to play out as much as possible and talk to people as much as possible because the internet is that's almost what, worthless. That's what pushes forward the culture of like the single because people don't want to fuck with the whole album. They want one song. Yeah. I don't, I don't care. That's not our, that people always worry about that stuff. Like, is it derailing music and blah, blah, blah. It's like the underground music has been like a constant. Like when there's, when the, when like the profits are taken away from like big, if, if there's no profits to be made from like big labels and stuff, they're not going to be interested, but it's not like incumbent on like big business. So it, it just like, it's not as affected as people think it is. I don't think like no. the real bands, like, like all the fucking punk bands in Pittsburgh and stuff, like they give a shit if like, vinyl sales are going down or like or if like the cd market crashes or if like uh wow. labels don't want to invest in bands anywhere they don't give a fuck anyway they start the labels they put out their own records so it doesn't change so the singles thing doesn't matter yeah yeah i think yeah. like for a band like full of hell you are in a really comfortable space because you're in a like a self-sustained environment of people who care about the music and who will come out to support stuff yeah it's like real I always, music i always feel so bad for like the local band that wants to be the next Avenged Sevenfold or something. Yeah. Because there's no like so underground goofy. market for that. Nope. It's like you, in order to present that, you got to like do it big. You got to like pay a manager and or some crazy yeah, shit. It's like, so, but if like, and it's like, I don't give a shit about music like that, but say like you genuinely want to be the next Avenged Sevenfold. Like that would really suck. There's it no would like suck. underground scene for that. Really. Yeah. Maybe some places, but not in Pittsburgh. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, but it's also, too, you got to even look at, like, Avenged Sevenfold started out as, like, a regular metalcore band touring True. in a shitty van. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Then they went hair metal I or feel, <laughs> I feel like kids that, like, get into that music have an unrealistic, like, idea of, like, how shit works. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Like Plus no work ethic. No work ethic. 
ethic. All of those bands started out DIY. Like every single one of those like super giant metalcore, whatever yeah, bands like, they are, they all started out touring DIY and being involved in some sort of punk or hardcore. Yeah. And just like I like our scene, our scene in like Ocean City, Maryland is like that. Like I had friends and bands that were just like, if we don't get signed to this record label in six months, we're breaking up the band. And it's just like me being still being friends with them, but still coming from like a DIY background, I would just see that and just be like, oh, I yeah. don't, I don't understand. Like, how can you like, it's, what's, what's the point of even being in the band? If that's like, your attitude, it's that genuine thing. It's yeah. like, and we toured yeah. for years, you know, with no one like cool, giving a shit and like people come around and like, you're like, Oh, like, well, who gives a fuck now? But like, you just gotta like, I don't know if your intentions are like ass backwards like that. Like, there's no fucking point in the first place because we were touring and like not getting it, like seemingly not getting anywhere. But we were getting somewhere. But like, it just took a long time to do anything cool. Um, you just we were doing it because we like legitimately yeah, just wanted it. the the journey was like the whole point. We wanted to tour and play every day and meet people that like the same music that we did. We wanted to like cut a seven inch and sell seven inches like. There, we weren't making fucking money. Like, that wasn't the point. Sure. So, and those those bands, that is the point. They want to yeah. like, they want like the social status and the money. Yeah. Like <laughs> they just they legitimately do not care about the music because all of my friends that were in those styles of bands are just all quit and just playing cover bands now. And it's just like, <laughs> I don't. It's it's like disheartening. It's money, disheartening man. for That's me because I know money. how creative they are. Uh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, even though it's not my thing, like I still know that they're talented musicians. And like, I know it's it too. It's like an economical thing, so I can't like, you know, I can't help if they like, you know, I'm not gonna like talk shit on them like if they can't like tour six months out of the year. You know what I mean? Like, like some people like just can't. But still, it's just it is disheartening like when you hear people talk like that and oh stuff. yeah and so. again like just going back to the people who like that kind of shit you know getting them to come out to a local show they won't they see they, they, if you do get them to come out it's still not what in their head is the the right idea of yeah. a show i just i remember too like bringing my friends to shows like that and them seeing kids going crazy to us and like us selling a decent amount of merch and they're just like I don't understand like your music doesn't have any like appeal massively like why are people into your band kind of thing and it's yeah. just like well dude like we come from two different backgrounds like i don't know what to tell you kind of thing you know what i mean so uh it's like every once in a while like we'll play on a bigger show like we just played with august burns red the rex theater it was like that's one of those bands that yeah. started out small oh yeah and they're like real people and are fucking super massive yeah you know and it's like we got a bunch of people to come out to that like to pay 25 dollars to go to a show but they won't pay five bucks to come to some other show but you know people were coming up to us after the set like who are you guys? Where are you from? Like, we're from here. Oh, really? Never heard yet. So come out to a fucking show. I mean, that Maybe. Stuff makes me angry, but at the same time, I get really, it. you really can't be angry, man. Yeah, like, it's, it's a big fucking world, and like, there's literally no appeal to the kind of music like our bands make. <laughs> like, like, in that sense. Like, yeah. it's not made for 99% of people. And that's, I, I used to like, my feelings kind of hurt when people are like, yo, man, like, I can't listen to your band. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, <laughs> and I, but now I'm like, dude, don't even worry about it, man. Like, I get it. Like, it's not for most people. It's fine. Like, I get it. It's yeah. cool. But I, and I and I don't get upset when like I realize like we go to a city and maybe like 50 people would want to come see us and the whole fucking city. 
but like X artists can fill a thousand cap room like that. And it's like some shitty white wall, like indie music that's like soulless. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's neither here nor there. The thing that always, I'll, I'll end on this, but the thing that always kills me about my friends that are in extreme metal bands is just like how much effort goes into learning your instrument and playing and like all the extra effort you have to put in just to book tours and grind for it. It's like, so much work it's extreme. for what sometimes might seem like a little bit of like a payoff or attention from the outside world, I guess. But I feel but, like hey. if, I feel like if you really love it, though, like if you're like an unfortunately cursed like lifer. Oh, yeah. Like I f- have felt like for like as long as I can remember, even when it's just like the tiniest little bit of success, it's so worth it. Totally. So, yeah, for sure. Well, thank you two for sitting down. This is tight. No problem. And uh, that, that's going to be about it. That's, that's enough. Thanks. Wrap it up. And we are donezo. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Can't thank Dylan and Spencer enough for taking the time to sit down with me and shoot the shit for a little bit. Awesome dudes. Really intense band. If you're not familiar with them, and you're into really crazy music, really abrasive, loud, heavy, fast stuff, you should probably be into Full of Hell. Go check them out. And for those of you who are already into Full of Hell, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I hope you got something out of it. I don't know what else to say. I'll be back again next week with another new episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2016. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening.